Hey everybody and welcome back to Twist Turns and One Liners. This week we watched Interstellar, which came out in 2014. Um I'm going to try to do a synopsis off the top of my head. It stars Matthew McConaughey. He plays um Cooper and he basically partakes in this secret NASA mission to see if there are other planets in their vicinity that are habitable to save humanity. Is that pretty good? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just going to start with this disclaimer. I didn't understand this movie at all until I read a synopsis, like a plot. Okay. Okay. Like I had to, I had to read as I was watching because alone, nothing. Like I would have gotten nothing. Just because, like, I just feel I can't pick up on stuff. I really try, but I can't do it. Well, it's one of those things where you're not, like, a lot of the stuff that you're, that you're, a lot of the stuff that you watch, you don't, you're not going to know what's going on in this movie specifically. You're not going to know a lot of what's going on until later when you real, when you, when it puts it all together, when it tells you what it was. Right. And I, like, I need to make sure that I'm picking up on the correct pieces. So, even like when they when they um you know first get to the NASA secret facility I was like what what is this like what is going on so I had to look oh it's like the NASA undercover mm-hmm. operation headquarters if is you will. it is it like uh is were you looking it up like as it was happening yeah or were you uh, instead of just like waiting for it to like well no like it or... like I'll wait till like the scene is over and if I'm like what did I just watch. I'll, like, have the synopsis there to, like, double-check, like, oh, okay. Or if they mention, like, a name that I can't remember who it is, I'll look at the plot and be like, oh, yeah, that's this person. Because then it, I feel like it just helps me follow along better. I know it's, like, almost like cheating, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, I think it has the, I think it has the potential to, um, to kind of, uh, what's the what's it has the potential to kind of put a damper on like either like reveals or revelations or like just things that happen later. Yeah, like spoiling, which it, that didn't really happen. I'd I'd say the it only happened once, and I'll I'll bring it up when we get to that part. But I just wanted to preface because I had a lot of questions that I'm probably going to ask because even the plot summary didn't answer all questions. Mm-hmm. So still getting prepared with my questions because let's be honest, out of the two of us. When we review, I ask questions and you answer. Because <laughs> I feel like most of the time you understand. I mean, I think just part of it is, um, I think part of what would he- what could help is um, fighting the urge to look it up mm-hmm. and then kind of trying to come to some conclusions on your own. But I don't want to be wrong. Well, see, here's the thing. A lot of times it's not about being wrong. But you can come you come to your own conclusion about something and then go later and compare it to what others think. And then you can be like, oh, that's not how I saw it. I still see it this way. Yeah. Or like, oh, yeah, I guess it does make more sense than what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, that's what like that's what I do most of the time. Like with Donnie Darko, that was a lot of what happened or at least some of what happened. But ha- like track record wise, you're more right most of the time. And I tend to be I tend to pick things up wrong. Like. If you ever listen to a song and people are like, oh, like, 
Don't you think this song means this? this? And I'll be like, no, that's not what I thought at all. Like, I totally thought something different. And I Mm. still have, like, a meaning behind what I, why I think what I do. Um, And songs, normally, you know, it's the reasoning behind it is, like, less accessible. But when you watch a movie, I feel like that information of what the meanings are behind things is more, there's more of a right answer than songs. Um, There can be, for sure, like, but definitely some interpretation. Yeah. I mean, I think, again, Donnie Darko, I think, was a good example because, like, there were all these, there are a lot of people were relating it, to, like, a, as it uh, being a reflection on schizophrenia uh, oh, and yeah. kind of all that other stuff mm-hmm. and um, how, you know, they get a director's cut later down the line and the director's doing commentary. He's like, no, 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 this is all literal stuff. Yeah. So like there's right and wrong answer, but uh, at the same time, people then can choose whether or not they want to have that be the case or not. Mm -hmm. Like there's some, some movies do do it on purpose, keep it ambiguous on purpose. Let your imagination decide. Yeah. Um, Some stuff is spelled out pretty good and then reinforced again later. Yeah. Like it just, but at the, I think really it it's one of those things where yes there's probably some objective truths to a lot of movies decisions and things that happen but just like ties into the enjoyment with subjectivity where like you might love a movie that is universally hated mm. and your and that might be leaning on your interpretation of the events that happen yeah and if you read an interpretation that makes it so you don't like it as much as you did, are you really any better off, like, you know, having the correct thing in your head? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. I do have a movie that I do really love that people, like, the general public has said a critique about it that I'm like, that's just, you clearly misunderstood the movie. Like, that's not, I've seen that movie so many times. <laughs> I know that, like... I just don't see how people came to that conclusion and that irritates me. Um, but yeah, I see what you're saying. It can, it's more fun when it's up to interpretation. I mean, I know we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but we did see, uh, don't worry, darling. And remember at spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it at the end of that movie, like she touches the wall Mm -hmm, to like get out of the simulation, but you don't see her wake up. It's only like the gasp of Mm -hmm. air clearly signaling that she woke up right. but everyone was like maybe she did yeah and you were upset about that you were like she obviously did it's not confusing yeah. it's not open-ended right <laughs> it's it yeah it was one of those things where like people like people have a hard you. people have a hard time finding fun, like finding closure in movies if it's not spelled out for them yeah and I, you seem like the type of person that it being spelled out would piss you off yeah, there's for sure there's certain inst- like and okay, there, for sure there's instances where it it is totally unnecessary. Mm-hmm. There's times where it's unnecessary but doesn't hurt the movie by dr- explaining it out. Yeah. And then there's movies where when they spell it out, it's like, okay, you really didn't need to do that. Yeah, it almost makes it worse. Yeah. Like if we would have seen what would really did we need to see her like I'll sit s- up in the bed and be like like, <laughs> sit up in the bed, be all atrophied from not moving for so long, stumbling out of bed to try to call like the police, the police or something. Yeah. And, like we've seen that kind of stuff a hundred times. We kind of like our version of that, you know, right. the struggling to, and we don't need to see it because there's no, 
like there's no immediate there's no absolute immediate threat yeah. where she wouldn't be able to get to a phone and call 911 and have cops there like within a half an hour. We should have done an, an episode on this movie. Oh, we still we still could. Yeah, I we mean, still could. Let us know if you guys want us to do that because yeah. I could I that movie's fresh enough in my brain where I could talk about it without even watching it. Mm-hmm. And I have thoughts. But um, anyway. Yeah, but to get into this movie um okay, first I just want to talk about the cast. Mm-hmm. Cuz I always got to so I I knew Matthew McConaughey and I knew Anne Hathaway. Um did not know Timothy Chalamet, Slay. Mm-hmm. Did, did not know um Mackenzie Foy who plays young Murph. Do you know what she's from? Twilight. Yeah. Some Twilight Breaking Down Part 2. Um and then I did not know Matt Damon and I confuse Matt Damon with Mark Wahlberg. I don't think they really look alike. I don't know why they're like the same person in my brain. I don't know. And like Chris Pine too. Like they all, (laughs) I don't know. They all just have like the same haircut and like Mm -hmm. kind of around the same age, I think. Yeah. And then um, Jessica Chastain and. Yeah, I didn't know. Casey Affleck. Those are all big names. Michael Caine. He's in like the, like the bulk of recent. Uh oh yeah. Um Christopher Nolan movies like Michael Caine's in the he's Alfred in the Batman movies. He's um which uh, the the butler. The like the the Christian Bale Batman. Yes, yes. Okay. Um and he's in you like he's in Tenet, he's in he's the Leonardo DiCaprio's dad in Inception. Oh. But yeah, like st- point being, like star-studded cast, like yeah, fire cast. I think I, I, I'm pretty sure if there's an opportunity for some for people to be in a Christopher Nolan movie, they're gonna go. <laughs> Sign me up. I mean, if, uh, like, have you seen the stuff for Oppenheimer coming out? And oh yeah, I think it's July. I've it's either heard June of or July. That. Yeah, that's his next movie. And then if you look at that cast, uh, it's another ensemble. Just a lot of people. Yeah, and he's not that old. Like Christopher Nolan, yeah, yeah. I, not to imply that to be successful, you have to be old, but like, what what was the guy who directed Million Dollar Baby? <laughs> yeah, Clint Eastwood. He's an anomaly. He's so old. He's so old, but like, you know, I feel like it's the same thing. Like, if you could be in a yeah Clint Eastwood movie, you would do it, or like Steven Spielberg or whatever. Right. Um. So I just kind of expected him to have such a big name. He would be really old, but he's only fifty two, which is not that big or not that old and he's had a lot of a lot of bangers yeah um so yeah that was like my first takeaway um and this was kind of before timothy chalamet was really big which is kind of cool um i don't think this was his breakout role but most likely not anyway she wasn't really doing much yeah that's true he was kind of just there (laughs) um but okay, so let's get into it. So it's set in the future, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Right. And like, it obviously opens with them like on the farm and you meet like Cooper and his kids, Murph and Tom, and then they're living with, I'm presuming the the mom's 
dad mm-hmm. and the mom must have died. Right. Um, I don't think they ever said how she died, which probably doesn't really matter, but she's dead. <laughs> uh, it was, it was cancer because when, uh, he went into the school, uh, and they were having the argument about science, he was saying, uh, if like, if the MR, if we had MRI still, oh, they would have caught her for cancer. Her cancer. Okay. So yeah, like the, we see that basically, yeah, they have a farm, but like there's, was that like dust? Like a giant like dust storm? Yeah. Like the idea is, the idea is at this point they're like humans are basically just clinging on to like survival. Uh, all the crops that have been being grown are starting to develop diseases that won't that make it so you can't grow them anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like at the beginning of the movie, they're seeing that transition where eventually everyone just is growing corn, and it's basically one of those things is they can't have enough. There aren't like there is no such thing as too many people like farming to grow corn. Mm-hmm. That's why they dissuade everyone from college from college and yeah. like other you know like he was pissed about like. Yeah. Science related things, engineering related things. Right. So yeah, we I I feel like one thing that I didn't pull away or I mean it was eventually you figured it out, but like he like I feel like I didn't get that in the beginning that Cooper like was he did work for NASA and then that got like shut down, so he like had to go farm because obviously things went to shit. But I didn't really put that together until like later when it was like obviously they wouldn't send him on this mission if he didn't have experience that that was that like brief little dream like nightmare he was having where at the very very beginning he was uh part of the test flights for those the little ships he was like a test pilot for those ships for nasa back in the day oh so like he's in that ship and it's like breaking down and crashing or something and he wakes up yeah like he was part of the test program for those okay. ships. Excuse yeah. me. Which is why they were like, crazy that you found us because you're the exact person that we need for this because, or like you're the oh, probably the only other person on Earth qualified to do this because you've done it. Right. Which I guess like, why, if they thought the world was like, you know, coming to an end mm-hmm. and they were like reaching, you know, indefinite, despair why would you give up on science isn't science what's gonna save you it's all about resources like they they don't have like they don't don't have the like any of the resources to continue to like make those advancements and and do that research like it's like they talked about it with they when they were talking about uh the secret program with nasa they're like we we couldn't in the public eye fund these like these experiments that weren't guaranteed like that all the all the money had to go towards keeping everybody alive i know it makes sense it just feels like you know you would be desperate and be looking for a cure anyway well i mean and to be fair they were right but then that just pisses me off because it's like this has got to be a secret project yeah well i mean (laughs) again it was just it's just so that there's not like basically there's not like rioting like over. public uproar right, yeah right so yeah like they here's what i didn't i'm still confused about so 
Well, actually, no, I'm not because they explained at the end. We'll talk but, about it anyway. So in the, it kind of this you they're setting the scene and then it kind of all changes when they're in the daughter's room and like stuff's basically like moving on its own. Like the books are falling off the shelf and something with the the sand. Right. Like he's saying he's saying that there's our Murph the daughter. She's saying that there's a ghost in there and he's not buying it. Right. And then when the when the storm hits and she remembers that her upstairs window, window was open. open. They both go up there and then he sees that the sand is falling weird. Yeah. And and, and then he talks about how it's gravity and then he sees the lot the you know the binary code. Yeah. For the coordinates. Well, how did how did that code get there? At the beginning you don't know. So it was though him later? Yeah. He did that too. I know he did the books, but yeah. okay. He yeah, did. he's he like he puts his hand over the flow uh, like in the way of the flowing sand. Yeah. Because he he asks Tars, he's like, "Hey Tars, what are the coordinates for NASA?" And oh. then he puts out the coordinates for NASA and he's uh when he was asking who like or he brought up again about who sent them there mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, we did." Like we like him, me and Tars, like oh. we sent we sent we sent me there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah, that's not how he said yeah. it, but Yeah, okay. Like So yeah, he get he gets the coordinates and then yeah, he ends up at ugh, such a mind fuck. Okay. So then he ends up like at NASA and Murph like sneakily goes with him. Mm-hmm. And for a second I was like, Where's this movie going when they like get out and he gets like tased? I was like, Oh shit, what's mm-hmm. <laughs> what's happening? But then it Obviously, that was just like a security thing, and then you realize that he knew the people working there. He knew Doctor um, Brand. Yeah, Michael Caine's character. He like was one of his like students. Yeah, and so from what I understand, the mission that they were trying to do was there was like part A and part B, mm-hmm. and that part A was like try. To, oh wait, find a place for them to to, to leave bring to. other people. Yes. Or they had like the part B plan, which was like to start a new population yep. on a different planet. Yeah. Part A and part A was leaning on the fact, leaning on them being able to get the space station that they were in. Like they were on a space station yep. on the ground. Yeah. Like part A was leaning on them being able to figure out how to work against gravity to get the thing up into space. Yeah. So. Didn't they, didn't they say. That they had sent like 10 or 12 astronauts, I guess you would call them, mm-hmm. like 10 years ago yep. to like 12 different places. And only three of them had like signaled that they got there with the beacon thing. Mm-hmm. And so then they were like, we're going to send you guys to three different planets to right. check if these are habitable. I think it was, it may have been more than three, but it was three that were close enough for them to go. Okay. To go in one trip. Okay. So, okay, so then they, he, he doesn't really seem to, like, think twice about it. Like, he's kind of like, okay, I'm going to go. Like, I was chosen for this, mm-hmm. which is very much giving, like, you know, well, kind of was, like, all in the plan. But, like, <laughs> that was kind of his destiny. But it it was, he was like, oh, I was the chosen one for this. And, you know, Murph is like, no, because it's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. forever basically so did he think going into it 
like how long do you think he thought he was going to be gone? Well, I mean, right before he leaves, like right before he leaves, he tells Murph, he's like, maybe you'll be as old as I am now. Like by the time I get back, we'll be the same age. Yeah. So, so he thought like 20, 25 well, years. Right. At least just in terms of, yeah, yeah. In terms of that sort of thing. So. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, then they, they depart uh, and it's the younger brand, Amelia. Mm-hmm. Is her name Amelia Brand? Feel confident in that. Cooper, <laughs> Cooper, and the two other people. But what are their names? We're gonna need their Let's names. Let's just look it up. Doyle and something with an R. Romilly. Uh, Romilly. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So the four of them set out, and then is it? There's two robots, Tars and Case. So Tars is the one that launches off from Earth with them, and Case is the one that's uh. On the space station already. Yeah, okay. Um, TARS was so funny. Mm-hmm. Like, when it would run. <laughs> um, yeah. So, where do they go first? So, they get on the space station, and then they um, they go towards Saturn, which is where the black hole is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and they go into a two-year cryo-bed yep. sleep situation yep. until they get there. Yep. Is that a real thing? Um, not right now, I don't think. Not that I know of. It's not like, uh, you can't just put somebody to sleep for a little bit of time and... So that's, like, fictional. It's, if, if, yeah, it's, my guess is it's kind of like a futuristic, like, more kosher version of a, like, medically induced coma. Sure. Okay. Okay. Keep going. But, um, (laughs) yeah, they go to, they go to, uh, they go to Saturn... Right, it was Saturn, right? Yep, yep. Um, because that's where they found the a black hole forming. Gargantuan. Where they were saying <laughs> that's what it's called, I think. Oh, sorry, it's worm. It's not, it's not a black hole. It's a wormhole, right? Is it? Do they call oh, it the wormhole? Yeah, yeah. The black holes later. But they're talking about worm the wormhole and how it's has somebody had to have created it. Yeah. So like they like it it popped up within that time within that time right. frame. So then they go. That's what they had first, and then they had th- when they ha- when they're heading through it is when there's that br- the brief little moment with um um uh brand where she like the handshake yes. moment she like touches which for the most part I thought the effects on this movie were pretty good. That was the only scene where I was like, what? <laughs> but for the most part, they did mm-hmm. a good job. I mean, I don't know how you could have made that better, mm-hmm. but yeah, she's like touching someone's hand and. Is you're kind of like, how is that happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they, they go, they get that was while they were going through the wormhole. Yep. And then they get through, mm-hmm. and, and then had, they go to that Doctor Man's planet. I think it was Man's planet. Man, I'm, man. Uh, oh wait, no. Man is the the later second one. one. Yeah, they go to the water planet. The that's all water. I don't remember what the person's name that they're trying to get to. Um, nobody actually plays that person, so I don't think it'll it, it really be matters. a Wikipedia thing, right? So they had, so they go to that place to, and then discover that you know it's not habitable at it's all. It's not habitable. And, and the that... beacon was a like a distress beacon that the ship had just given off. Oh, because they find that they find the ship and they find where the beacon was coming. The beacon was coming from where the beacon was. And she she was trying to get the flight data 
trying to get the data from the thing and trying to leave. And the way the time dilation thing changed, they were under the assumption that that person that had just landed had likely only land had landed within that day. Yeah. Just because of how, you know, weird yeah. time stuff was going on. But so you think that the the person didn't actually send that. They just like died. Right. If they did, <laughs> if they did send it, it was later that the waves came in and crushed them and killed them. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure regardless of what it was and I and I'm not re- remembering it specifically saying it was they were it's not like they were intentionally brought there. Yeah. So why did she want it? Why did Dr. Uh, like, why did Amelia want to get the the data so bad? Because it's kind of the whole point of the plate. The whole point of the thing is that they like can make sure that they have. Choose the place that's would be best. I mean, yeah, that place where they were at was covered in water and the tidal waves were obviously a non like you can't avoid that yeah like but i would imagine if there was there could be more data that would suggest that could potentially suggest a different part of the planet to go to is my guess but at the same time it's the whole it's the whole thing is her her whole her whole front at least for a while it's it's i would say it's a front her whole front is that she's being scientific about the whole thing Mm -hmm. like she want like they need to make sure that they oh yeah check all the boxes before they count something out yeah but it was like I was kind of on Cooper's side in that scene where I was like, hey, clearly this one isn't right. working. Come on. But she had to insist on getting the data. And then that big, yeah, like tsunami mm-hmm. <laughs> was coming. And they don't, it felt like weird because she was like, I'm not going to make it. Like, just go without me. And then like, they're like, Tars, go get her. And <laughs> Tars like runs, scoops her up and then bam, makes her back in time. And other guy's name doyle doyle like almost makes it but then gets like drowned right so he's gone yep um and then the in the engines get flooded and then they get stuck there for an hour almost an hour we forgot to mention that they had made it through the wormhole and like you know like stationed and that room room roomily romley romley um had like stayed behind yeah and yep. was like continuing to do research there right so yeah so it was just the three of them yeah then they had to stay for an hour it didn't feel like to me i didn't i mean i know it was hard to signal that it was an hour but i feel like from what we watched it seems like they left pretty quickly well he said when they were talking when he asked tars how long it would take for the yeah i know i know it say. said 45 to right. 60 minutes but it felt i thought for I thought what I gathered was that it ended up being faster, but was it not? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Like, maybe a little bit. He says, how like, he asks, how are we doing? He's like, it's not quite emptied yet. Yeah. So some time had passed. Okay. So here's where my first question's coming in. Mm-hmm. Well, not my first, but whatever. Um, so they they get back to the like station mm-hmm. point and the got Romilly was like oh i thought you guys weren't coming back because like it's been so long and they're like wait how long was it and it was like 23 years mm-hmm. i thought the calculations that she made was like oh one hour there is seven years on earth so if they only stayed for an hour well i don't i would say a couple of things I would guess a couple of things. 
Um, one of them, her calculation was off, which can well, happen. It's the first time any of them are doing this. Shit, by a lot. Right. <laughs> and then the other thing, too, is we aren't entirely sure just exactly how long they were there. Yes, like, true. It's just an estimate. But I think a combination of both of those things are what made it lead to, you know, 20-something, 20-plus years. Yeah, so then they, like, are like, oh, gosh. And so that I'm, was 23 years for Romilly, too. No, it was... It was 23 years for him. For them, it was hours. Yeah, but for right. people on Earth and Romilly, it was the same? About, yeah. Okay. I think is the idea. So, yeah, okay. So then then what do they decide after that? So it's it's in that in that 20 plus years that he's able to study the black hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that he can get all the data, the, like, crunch numbers and try to figure out their plan for everything so by him doing that he's basically like i learned everything i could possibly learn and this is what i came up with so then they have to hit the other two spots so the idea is um they go they are they debate on where to go right yeah because they don't have enough fuel to do both right i thought that's what it was and it would take really long Right to get to that bond. that that's the big that was I think that was the bigger part of it it they yeah they used more fuel than they meant to or than they should have mm-hmm. with how everything went down and then um it was about right it was about choosing which one was best after that and I mean we find out that um uh, names jeepers Man. brand oh we God. found out that brand. <laughs> has some you know personal motives behind where she wants to go because it yeah what was that again so she she was in love with the guy the per the place the guy that was at the place that she wanted to go to but all the data that they had from man said that one that that was the best place to go yeah and so she was trying to argue she was trying to argue that uh, just because you can't, like, they can't currently quantify it. Mm-hmm. The, like, she had a feeling that that was the place <laughs> to go to. I mean, she was basically saying that, like, we we don't have a way to quantify love and connection. Like, so it doesn't mean it's, yeah. it couldn't be. But they're like, yeah, we can't go on that, though. We have to go on the numbers. Right, right. So then she ends up getting outvoted, and then they go talk mm-hmm. to Matt Damon. Yeah, to have one that for sure is man's plan. Yep. Yeah. And this is where, like, shit really hits the fan. Because mm-hmm. they get there, they wake him from his cryogenic freezer. <laughs> right. And he's been in there for, like, 35 years, is what it's, I read while I was watching. A long time. And he, that was a really good, like, emotional scene i thought both the actors like matt damon and matthew mcconaughey really committed to that scene mm-hmm. that looked like genuine how a genuine reaction would be if you were really those people mm-hmm. like just like crying you know right. that there's like another human finally right so yeah then you i think it's what happens next is like they like the whole thing like unfolds like they we're kind of not really touching on what's happening back on earth but honestly it's not too important but during this time but they get a message through 
um, from Murph, where Murph is like, your dad died today, like mm-hmm. Dr. Brand died today. And he told me that, like, this was all a lie. And mm-hmm. then she's basically like, Dad, did you, like, leave us here to die? And so they basically insinuated that, like, part A was never never a, really going to happen. Thing. And then Dr. or Amelia's kind of like, no, like, that's not true. Like, my dad studied this and, mm-hmm. like, no, that's not true. And then Dr. Mann is like, no, that is true. Like, you're... So they kept talking about some equation that, like, if he had solved an equation... Yeah, the gravity. Like, if they had figured out the problem with gravity and getting the space the space station off the ground. Then it would have been fine. Right, that was the thing, is uh, plan A was leaning on him figuring out that equation, solving that equation. So they were helping with part A? Because no. they were finding the planet, but they would have needed the gravity part first? So no, they they're basically what they're doing is both plan A and plan B involve humans going to a different planet, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody has to go figure out what planet to go to. Yeah. So that's their job. But plan A is a two-parter. Plan A is find planet and solve gravity problem. Okay. So they're just handling the planet side, whereas the people on Earth are handling the gravity thing. Yeah. But so they. The Matt Damon's character said that he solved it, but was Amelia under the impression that he didn't solve it? I think, I think the idea is that there was probably I I don't okay I don't quote me on this because I I haven't I haven't given it a whole lot of thought, but I'm pretty sure his it's kind of one of those things where. Dr. Mann, or not Dr. Mann, Dr. Brand, Professor Brand, he basically was telling people, any one person, what they needed to hear to get them to go on this mission. Yeah. And I think at, I think both things are true at the same time. I think he didn't have, I don't think he had a lot of confidence in him solving the equation. Mm-hmm. So he, like, basically his plan A was plan B. But to keep the hope alive, he was still working on it. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, they basically were like, who would have left their loved ones if there was no hope of, like, saving them? Right. But so he basically sent them to check on the other planets, but also with the assumption that, like, they were going to start a new population there. That they weren't going to be coming back for the people on Earth. Right. Okay. Which is just, like, crazy then that he, like, sent his daughter. Well, I mean... (laughs) If she's going out to start this new colony, she lives out on this new colony, whereas everyone on Earth is That's true. Die. That's, I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking, like, why would you want to leave your loved one? But I guess, yeah, parents would want to selflessly save their children over themselves. Oops, sorry. Um, but, yeah, so that that's like a big plot twist. Right. And you, like, in that, right, in that same time, you find out that all the data he was sending back was BS. It was just fake. And oh, Dr. Had, Man? Yeah. And yeah. he had decommissioned his his robot companion because he didn't want it him to intervene with him sending the bad data. <laughs> what a lying sack of shit. Right. <laughs> like, he literally, yeah, he basically comes clean and he's like, I just wanted someone to come save me. So I sent out the beacon. Which, I guess, first I was kind of watching being like, I, I feel like I would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I would want someone to come save me. But like... That also is so selfish given how much it would take to save him. Right. 
slash, didn't you agree not to do that when you went on the mission? Right. Like you probably and he took talked an about oath. It. He talked about that. Yeah, he talked about that. He's like, he's like, I, he's like, I thought I could do it, but you never. That's what he meant when he said you've never been tried the same the way I have or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where like he was alone for all that time, and then he, yeah. you know, he sets the sleep capsule to never wake him up. Yeah, and like all that stuff. So like, it's it's kind of crazy. I I understand too where how the actions he takes after all this comes to light. But at the same time, if, if I think if he really thought about it for a second, if he, once they got there and they had their interactions, if he told them the situation, yeah. If he told them the situation, I don't think they would just leave him there. That's what I thought too. I thought the same thing. I was like, I get, like, they probably would have been mad that he lied about the data, but they would have been like, all right, well, we leave in here now. Like, he continued to waste their time once they got there. Right, and, and like, then, and then totally just left them to die. Yeah, because he, <laughs> it was pretty, or I didn't expect a, it, right. like, when they're, like, standing on the cliffside, and then he kind of, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> pushes him off, and then he, like, punctures his, his uh, helmet. Yeah. So he's, like, suffocating because it's not oxygen i guess yeah it had to do with uh there was like like oh not i want to say like nitrogen or no yeah yeah ammonium ammonia ammonia ammonium (laughs) ammonia there was ammonia in the air yeah 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 something like that but anyway yeah so if you can't if you can't breathe there how can you live there well that's the whole thing you can't live there yeah but they were he was talking he was talking that they were he was saying he was going to take them down to the surface where the beacons are so they could start landing the pods to start the making the colony, setting the colony stuff up. Yeah, but and that's when he led them. He leads them to that cliff. And he goes, "Yeah, there's no surface. You can't get down to the surface. See you later." Wouldn't he have? Didn't he give it away though by the fact that like he still had to be in like his suit? Well, no. I think the idea was like they're up on these like ice clouds. Oh, and that they needed to go down to the surface because the and upper once they got down, it would have yeah. been fine. Right. Okay. Got it. Right. Um, but yeah, that was really good, and he gets saved. Cooper gets saved by Brand because they he like took his the long range voice communication communicator thing. Yep. off, but then he gets it back and he right. communicates and he gets saved. But in that time that he gets saved, man is what able happens? to man's able to go up. Well, the dude blows up. Yeah, Romilly. Romilly blows up because he finds he. He starts digging into the robot and finds where the, finds where the, you know, the information about his, you know, treachery was, man's treachery was. And then it turns out he rigged it to blow up on finding that information. Yeah. And then he steals their ship, I guess. Yeah. Goes up to the station and they use one of the pods with, from like the colony bits to go back up and try to race him up. Yeah, so when he's in that spaceship and it keeps saying, like, you know, I don't even know what he says. I think he's, I don't know. He says something and the machine keeps going, like, unauthorized. And he's mm-hmm. like, override. Unauthorized. Right. Tars, Tars, Tars locks him out of the system so he can't dock on the station. And that's the whole thing is, like, he's trying to go through the docking procedures that he doesn't know the updated ones. So he's unable to do it correctly, and then when he's trying to do the overrides, Tars had locked him out. But why was he? 
Why was he trying to dock? So he could take control of the space station. And do what? Basically, he knew that he, at that at that point, he knew they weren't dead. Okay. But the whole point was, uh, we're going to get, I'm going to go home. I'm going to get in this, I'm going to get in this space station. I'm taking command of it. So if you guys want to get on, you have to be, you have to follow my rules. And then he would have gone back to Earth. Would have done whatever he was going to do. Okay. I don't think it was, I don't think it. I think he wanted to go back to Earth. I, yeah, either that, but I, uh, either that or like Just at the live. same time. Yeah, I think the big thing is he he wanted. Well, he was saying he wanted so badly hit for his planet to be the thing because mm-hmm. he wanted to be the guy. Like the, he wanted to be the savior, right? Mm-hmm. He wanted to be the mm-hmm. guy. So I think that was the whole thing was just by him getting command of the ship again, he would be have another opportunity to be the guy. Yes. Yes. Okay. But then he blows up. Right, he blows up, <laughs> blows up part of the space station, and then... It spins out of control. And then coming in clutch as always, Cooper. is like... Like, you know he's what? so on it, like, with with every single thing. Like, when they're coming in to the water planet, and he tells Tars to give him the give him the stick, or, like, basically not do the auto stuff. Or, uh, yeah. It was, either, was, it, was Tars down there, or was Case down there? I think Case was down there with them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. One of the robots. I think so. Um, so, like, when they go to land on that planet, he does it manually. Yeah. So he can come in really fast and do that maneuver that allows him yeah. to stop quicker yeah. to save them time. I mean, and they always got to have the right. the protagonist got to know it all. Right. Well, I mean, and that's the that's the entire reason he's on the sh- uh, like on the mission, because yeah. he is the ace pilot. Like, yeah. I mean, he's also he's genius. got all the other stuff, too, but. Yeah. Well, and then they 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 do dock, mm-hmm. and then him and Brand have like another conundrum. Right, they have to. Uh, they need to figure out how they can escape the gravity of the black hole to get to the next place. Yeah, because at the, the, at this point they're too they're, they're so close that the gravity is going to suck the gravity from the black hole is going to suck them in. So yes. they needed to figure out a way to get through that, and in order for them to do that, they would need to drop weight. Yes. Uh, uh, use every bit of propulsion that they have and drop weight on their way past this black hole to use it, the gravity to kind of shoot it out. Yeah, the slingshot method. Right. Yeah, and that was also Cooper's idea, I think. Right. Him and him and Tars kind of. I oh, think yeah. that well, was the whole thing. Was like I think I'm pretty sure Tars was well aware of his plan too, mm-hmm. without him saying it. Well, yeah, because it had to be Cooper's plan because Amelia didn't know about it right. until. Like they until right before he undocks himself to get yeah sucked he's back like in. okay like I'm gonna go right. <laughs> or I don't know what he says to be exact it's like and she's like wait what are you doing and he's like I we gotta lessen the gravity right so or the weight so mm-hmm. you're gonna go to the planet because that's where her love interest right person is I didn't pick up on that part that makes so much more sense why he sacrificed himself so he like detached probably thinking he was going to die. Yeah, I don't think he knew exactly. Right, I don't think he knew exactly what was going to happen, but it was one of those things where I think it was one I think I I I might be at putting this in my head, but I think the I like thinking back on it, I I feel like the vibe was that at this point there had been so many instances where he's like I'm here for a reason. And every decision he's made along the way has kind of reinforced that. 
So I think this is another one of those things where he was going to go in with, and he knew TARS was going to be there, mm-hmm. like going in too. So mm-hmm. he was going to try to figure out, basically just try and figure, wing it, basically. Yeah. That's what he was doing. He was winging it. He's yeah. like hoping that maybe. He could figure it, something out. Right. Yeah. And like, if anyone on the team could have done it, it could have been him. So. Right. Probably good that he I did I mean, it. and feeding into, feeding into like the theme of the movie too, he, he was the one that had to do it. It had to be him that did it. <laughs> Well, so then this is where it all comes together because he falls into a construct <laughs> from people, a human-made construct, a three-dimensional representation of five dimensions. Because by the point, by the time, what? So deep, deep <laughs> in the future, way, way in the future, from his perspective of time, original his perspective of time, humans figure out. That life isn't just three dimensions, that it's five dimensions. And okay. it's, it don't, like, you're not supposed to be able to comprehend, comprehend okay. it. It's not, that's not what it's okay. meant to do. So Tars explains to him that the people that brought them there. Which we don't know who that is. It's, it's just like humans, people from the future. Right, humans that brought, that brought them there. Gave them that bookshelf, the whole bookshelf thing. Yeah. Is a 3D representation of time. So, like, as we, like, it takes time and turns it into a 3D object so that they have the ability to comprehend what they're seeing. So they're seeing the bookshelf through every moment, like, basically every moment in time. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And they know that they knew, based from their history, that he was the one that used this to convey the messages to his daughter on how to solve the gravity equation to save humans. See, this is where, like, it's kind of a version of time travel, would you reckon? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, for all intents and purposes, it's a, right, it's a... Okay, (laughs) I just want to, I'm just going to call it that Mm -hmm. as I pose this question. This is where I get confused, because it's like, I, I just get my mind i just feel i can't comprehend that like okay yeah so that was when the movie first started and you know the books are getting pushed off and the dust is going in the lines and that's ends up being like his future self Mm -hmm. like where does where does time start like how did he the only reason he went is because he found that stuff based on the signals that was sent from his future self and like like where does the time loop begin i think I think that's one of the things that it's not supposed it's you're trying to take you're trying to take this abstract thought and apply it to something that it can't be applied to. Like it doesn't it's not supposed to make sense. Isn't right. That there, what you're the, the idea is it's, <laughs> there's not a beginning and an end. I know. It's always. And that's what always right. messes me up. If you remember on the last episode when you're we talking about Donnie Darko because it right. also had to do with time, time travel. Sorry. Um, that's what I was talking about when I was mentioning like Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is no. I was like. That was a whole, like, season was, like, where does it start and where does it end? And my sister said to me, like, there is no beginning in the end. And it's, like, what What do you mean? There has to be. I don't understand. So I know that I'm not supposed to get it, but it just blows my mind. Yeah, it's, like, it It definitely goes against the the theory that I was talking about um, in the Donnie Darko episode about how 
the theory where once time travel is invented, that's the beginning of time travel. There's no going past backwards beyond that. Yeah. Um, and uh, in this again, yeah, in this instance, it's just one of those things where it's it's an just again, it's a kind of an abstract thought that in the future we figure out that there's five dimensions of ex- like basically existence or whatever you yeah. however you'd want to say. Yeah, and they took. They took time and made it into a physical 3D object for him to navigate and, and interact with. Yeah. And they like it's all based around the idea that they knew are they influ basically they made it happen yeah. by, you know, making him do it. Right. And this is another point where I will shout out Matthew McConaughey's acting because like it's actually really sad to watch like him be like him Murph, make don't the let same, me go. Yeah, for him to make <laughs> the like, decision, watch him make the decisions that he regretted making. Yeah, so it's really sad. And I also forgot to mention this earlier, but when you know they they come back after like the twenty year mm-hmm. passing, and he's watching all the videos, and he realizes like that his kids had like like his, Tom has like a son, and like well, Tom had a son. Tom had a uh, Tom had a son. That son died, and then it was after that point that he stopped sending in because his wife was mad that he was sending all these messages. And then after that, you don't see it in the messages. He has another kid. Oh, yeah, because you know how he was saying he had the kid. Yeah, and he held it up. Right, and he named. They were talking about how they named him after. Um. The mom or something? Yeah, I is I want to. S- I want to say the kid's name was like Jesse. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. But th- whoever they were naming him after, they named the kid Jesse, and he was saying how they thought about naming him Cooper. Yeah. Um, and then when he when it shows on Earth later in the movie, kid's name's not kid's Jesse. name's Cooper. Oh shit! Okay, Didn't and he talks that. about in that last in that last message from him. Yeah, he, he says, says that they I'm, buried him. Yeah, he buried him out back with with mom and, and like and the grandpa. Right, and that he needs to let him go. Oh my god! Okay, so much more sense. Yeah. I missed that, and I was I know exactly what you're talking about because I remember that. And I was gonna the point of me bringing that up was I was just gonna say that Matthew McConaughey knows how to cry, <laughs> like mm-hmm. and like a genuine looking cry, right? Like. I don't want to say it's harder for male actors, but sometimes it feels like a forced cry. Yeah. And his looks like a literal, genuine mm-hmm. cry. Um, yeah, and it's... Yeah. At, like, I think part of, like, it's in the, those moments, though, where he... In those same moments, though, he realizes that, like, wait a minute, they, like, they they picked me for this because they know that... Murph is going to be, is like the only person on earth that would be in this position, in the position to actually do something with the information. Yes. Cause he's so then like, it, it flips his whole mood from being mad and upset that he left to like, holy shit, like this absolutely needed to happen. And uh, Murph is going to be the one to save everybody. Yeah. Cause he says, with he's my like, help. They didn't chose me, they chose her. Right. Oh, which is so cool. Mm hmm. Because she, yeah, she, like, grew up to also be a scientist, 
And so, yeah, she figures out the gravity calculation, right? Right, because he gives it to her. Yes. Well. Yes. How did he? Well, Tars got it. Sorry, I'm not saying you're wrong, but how did he get it? Tars. Tars had it the whole time? No. When he dropped Tars into the black black hole, Tars was running analytics the whole time. Oh. And was able to get the. This movie's so good. That's when he asks Tars. Oh my God. That's when he asks Tars for the data in Morse code, and then he codes the watch secondhand Morse code we need a, to give her the data. Like a explosion, mind blowing sound effect. The one one thing I have one question I have, and it's not a doubt or anything because I don't exactly know how Morse code works. I understand that different things mean different things, but. <laughs> When is the beginning of the message and when is the end of the message and how do you how does that how does it all tie together? Yeah. Because like she's picking up this watch, she's not picking up the watch at the start of the of the code. Right. Like she it's in the middle of it somewhere. Yeah. So like I don't I don't exa- and there's probably an answer to that and it might be simpler to uh explain than I've like cared to look into well, at this and, point, but and to when they like like for example when people do like SOS they normally like do it repeatedly. Mm-hmm. So it's like to your point, like how do you know when the first message is ending and the first message? I think stop. Like I the, can yeah. I can understand something like that a little easier because it's a much shorter message. Right. But we're like we're talking about like this very really like long, a really complex yeah. like. Do you know what SOS is in Morse code? Uh, I'm pretty sure I do know it, but I also could be wrong. I, I probably did at one point. I feel I like it's like just let it. dot dot dot. Actually, I don't want to be wrong, no, but I literally thought cares? it was dot 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 dash 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 dot dot dot, or it's dash it, it, dash dash yeah, dot, 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 dot 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 dash 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 dot dot dot. <gasps> so s dot dot. dot. Oh, I knew it. Dish. But how again? Like, how long is a dash supposed to be? Because it's obviously longer than a dot. So is it like are certain things in Morse code supposed to be certain seconds long? I think. I think what it is is a second. The, is the dot a tick of the second hand is a dot, and then the dashes are the press back. So, the you know the the second hand clicks up. That's a dot. A press back is a dash. So then the the hand isn't going to stay in the same exact spot the whole time. And I'm pretty sure you see that later that the hand's like down a little bit lower. So like, oh, you're talking about on the watch? Yeah. I I mean I meant like with like, in general, like when people do it with like a flashlight. You know? Oh, like people will do like it's, lights. I think it's just when it turns when any time the any time the light. I guess it it's not an exact science. Obviously, everyone's going to be a little bit different, but and that's up to the person to just if they're just flicking it too many times or they're not giving the dashes enough length. It's going to be hard for somebody to decode it. Yeah, but not not necessarily impossible. Okay, it's just one of those <laughs> things where it's like. You want you? I I would imagine it's just whoever's sending the signal, sending the Morse code. Hopefully, they're doing it in a way that's, you know, intuitive. Yes, I just didn't know if there was like a specific like supposed rule around that. I I doubt it, but I at the same time I have I don't know. So not really important, but yes. So they figure out she gets the Morse code message right. she somehow get, and gets the makes the data gets the data from it. And they're able to figure out how to get the space station off the thing. And once he, as soon as he's done putting the code in, the whole place starts to close up because whoever built it for them 
is now signaling to them, hey, you did it. Good job. Get and out. then they send him. They send him back. Yeah, and he goes into, like, the abyss. <laughs> right, and that's when he starts, like, kind of, like, falling, like, that's when he's traveling through that extra dimension and passes by their ship, does the handshake with Oh, Brand. yeah. Yeah. And then he, he ends up just, like, floating yep. by Saturn. So then this the ship that they the, got to lift with that equation finds him. Right. Okay. The people from that ship find him. Yeah. So she, do you think she got more, like, than just that one ship? Like, they got as many people? Like, are we supposed to assume that they only got, like, the people in the city that they live in off? Yeah, it's, the, <laughs> like, I don't know exactly how many people were left on Earth, but it wasn't everybody, for sure. There's okay. no way it was everybody. It was. I didn't think so, but I didn't know if maybe they built or, like, you know, got a bunch of ships. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where they took all the people that were there, like, in at NASA. Mm-hmm. And then if those people knew people, they probably brought them with. Yeah. But like I, I would imagine that it was like one of those things where You can't save everybody. You can't and Yeah. Okay. So then he wakes up in the hospital bed and looks out the window and the kids are like playing baseball, but the outside looks kinda weird and he's like It's like a ring. Yep. He's like, Where am I? And they're like Cooper Station. Cooper Station. He's like, oh, you named it after me? Mm-hmm. No, we named it after your daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say like he's like a hundred and like twenty four years old or something. And then they say like his daughter's coming to visit him, but she's like ninety nine and like super old and is gonna die. Then he goes to visit her. Sorry, everybody. I'm tired today. <laughs> um, he goes to visit her. Which was really good, like, emotional scene. And also probably, like, weird to play because it's, like, he's playing the dad of, like, this old lady actress. There's that that (laughs) moment, though, where he's, like, where he says something about, uh, oh, what does he say to her where it's kind of like he does it in kind of a cheeseball way. Where he, oh, shoot. I don't remember. She's yeah, just, it's either. so cute though, because she's like, I always knew you were coming back, which was super. Yeah. Late. And she was, she was trying to tell him, she's like, I was trying to tell, I was trying to explain to them that you're the one that gave me the, yeah, gave me the but no one, like, equation, but me. they wouldn't believe me. Right. Right. Um, so they were giving her all the credit, even though she was adamant that she didn't figure it out. Right. <laughs> but it was, it was cool too that, uh, I forgot to mention this too, like, because the dad or the brother Tom was like, Dad left us. Like you know, like they they kind of hate him, you know, for most of their lives. And then I love how she was able to figure out that like, I mean, they had to throw us a bone with the happy ending of like, no, he didn't like leave you guys. Like he was really helping you the whole time. And I just loved that moment, that scene where like everything's kind of going to shit on Earth, and she's like. He saved us. Like, he's coming back for us. And da, da, da. like, it was just really good. Right. And, uh, oh. Name's Tom. Tom. Yeah. The brother. Yeah. He, like, at that point, he's like, he obviously was pissed about what was going on. But then when she's saying that, he's kind of like, uh, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and then it, the movie kind of, like, 
basically she obviously knows she's going to die and there's a bunch of people there that are like presumably her family that he like doesn't know and like mm-hmm. how do you explain that like this is your dad but he didn't age and so she basically says like no parents you have to watch their child die like right. leave yeah it's like a, you don't he's like he's like you don't need to be here there's other places where you're needed more than here yeah. he's like i don't need you anymore yeah. you did what you needed to do yeah you're like you know we had this reuniting which is great yeah it's like it was like seeing it was like seeing an old friend almost and you saved the fucking world so like pop off (laughs) go do well i mean he yeah she she says brand's still out there and he's like yeah so yeah the movie kind of ends with him going to find her on that other planet yep and we see her there starting to set up the colony yeah so she did make it make it and was starting a new life and we're assuming that he was going to join her there right okay yeah honestly yeah fantastic Mm -hmm. cinematic art why is it called interstellar isn't that just like (laughs) i don't know what that word means isn't it just basically of of and having to do with space Occurring or situated between stars. Oh, okay. Never mind. That's boring. <laughs> I mean, it relates to the movie, but I don't care. I mean, um, like that. That's. I mean, they do travel between stars. That's the yes, whole thing. that's true. Okay, I had two more notes I was going to add, and then if you wanted to add something else, please okay. go for it. Um, why do you think they weren't allowed to take their families, like when they first left? Like, why couldn't like resources Cooper take his? resources okay um why didn't the old professor guy or the professor brand why didn't he go with it was the assumption that he was doing the equation mm-hmm. okay and he's old okay in the parent teacher conference in the beginning mm-hmm. uh the teacher that like is saying that murph is like problem because she's fighting with people about the moon landings and how they're fake mm-hmm. have you ever heard that like conspiracy theory yeah do you think that was kind of like making fun of that conspiracy theory or just like i think it was just more commenting on how the government the government's able to control what people believe to be fact to get them to do what they want them to do so in this case, they leaned on that. They resorted to that as being the public curric- the curric- like public curriculum because they absolutely needed people farming and they couldn't have, like, they needed basically people to willingly, like, avoid wanting to, like, go into these other fields because they absolutely needed people to farm. Right. So in the movie, like, that's why they changed right that, but do you think there's any truth to that in real life i don't know it's i i understand where some skepticism is like around the whole moon landing thing like i i believe that it had like we did it and that like all the bit of every bit of you know our presence in space is exactly how it like or maybe not exactly but is like mostly how it's you know fed to us like i think 
but I do think some of the arguments that kind of I, I don't think they prove it, but definitely make you think about the fact that they were fake. Like, you know, the fact that it's been so hard for us to get back to the moon. I think there was a private company that just tried to do it in like Japan or something and failed. Yeah. And, so oh, sorry. And I think it's just, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird for sure. It's weird for sure that we haven't been back there. Although I think there's been push in these last couple of years for to get back there. Yeah. Like I don't know. I the I think that sorry, just okay. to go ahead. Just to finish the lingering thought. Like the the reasoning that they give in the movie also kind of makes sense where they say that it was the it was the US's way to force Russia into like bankruptcy basically like force them to spend all their money trying to get to space yeah i that was good like part that they added i also i've watched a video on this like about how people think the moon landing's fake and because i remember learning about in history class like the space race right and like Mm -hmm. the soviet union as they were called at the time like did beat us to space like they got there first but yeah like it did I don't know if this is true, but in the video that I watched, like, I don't want to say that this is 100% true because I don't know, but they said that the original footage from the moon landing, like, NASA doesn't have, or at least they claim publicly that, like, they don't have it anymore. So you should Google that. I don't know if that's true. Because, like, I saw a video where, like, an employee at NASA was, or, like, a former employee at NASA was saying, like, how do you lose like such a monumental moment in history you know um i mean according to nasa's website and i'm just reading the you know the summary um the video was recorded there talking about johnson space center uh the video was recorded there and in other locations from it being relayed and there's no missing video footage of the apollo 11 moonwalk Basically, the point of the article is to say that that's not... Uh, they do have it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that that could be a lie. So, yeah. But NASA admitted in 2006 that no one could find the original video recordings. Okay. So, I think that is what people Reuters. were basing it off of. But I don't know if that's true. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, but, and honestly, if they did fake it, of course NASA's going to tell us that they have it. Right. Yeah, I know. Like, it, but basically, somebody, <laughs> somebody was saying, like... Or I saw this in a TV show once. Have you seen Victorious? I don't think so. Okay. Well, Ariana Grande's character, Kat, she like makes this joke where she's like, is it Neil Armstrong? Yeah. Who was the first astronaut on the moon? Uh, Yeah. Uh, He like said like, you know, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And she like makes a joke. In, uh, or is it Lance Armstrong? No, Lance Armstrong's the biker. Okay, Neil Neil Armstrong. Um, and she makes a joke in the show of like, who would say that? Wouldn't you just say like, oh my God, I'm on the moon. (laughs) (laughs) That's like your first words, which that's not a reason for why it could be fake. But I'm just saying that wasn't that like, didn't, wasn't that in the footage was like him saying that as he like stepped on the moon. I, I, the. 
I think there was some timing differences. Some it, the I, there was more to what he said than just that. Like, well, yeah, like it's, sure. it's, it's, it's a, that's a that's a chunk out of what he said, like out of the middle of what he was saying. Yeah. OK. But yeah, I, I honestly I thought that was interesting and I would like if it comes out later that it's fake, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, but I don't think they'll ever admit that because then it would show that we're liars right. like I, as a country. Yeah, it's I mean, really, in theory. In theory, with this recent kind of repush to try to make it to the moon again to set up, you know, whatever they want to do, um, the the like nail in the coffin will be whether or not the stuff's still up there, like the stuff that we left there, allegedly, I guess, in the context of this conversation. You left stuff there. Well, you know, like the I like any of the supplies and materials that got left there the flag like all that kind of stuff should be there yeah like did a flag really really stayed on the moon why wouldn't it i don't know there's no there's no atmosphere there's nothing to like it just seems like crazy doesn't it that there could just be like a flag on the moon no not really i I think it would make sense like that that basically it's like a like i would imagine it's basically like a vac like a vacuum right there's since there's there's no atmosphere. You're in the vacuum of space and everything will just stay how it is. I think. Because there's no gravity is like, the thing, right? On the moon? It's lower. It's much lower than Earth's gravity. It's not yeah. that there's no gravity. Oh. It's just there's no there's no atmosphere to affect what's going on. Yeah, it's just it's just like just seems crazy. But yeah, it's weird that, that we can't get back there. Like that's sus. Yeah. I mean motivation's a huge thing. Like, Come on, Elon Musk. The space race was a huge motivation, right? Like, we got to beat the fuck out of the Soviet Union. Like, we have to win. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, you know, during the like the whole Cold, the Cold War, War stuff. And yep. So, like, the motivation was much, much higher yeah. than it is now. Right now, it, money's the motivator, right? And yeah. Like, what's what is putting people on the moon? How does that make people, somebody more money, right? Yeah. Okay. That was, those were my... My final thoughts, the only thing I have left on my note sheet is my favorite quote. So did you have any closing thoughts that yeah, you wanted to Yeah, I was going to give you a couple tidbits. I'm just going to go off memory. I'm not going to like read into it or anything, but uh, just a couple fun facts. So uh, TARS. Yep. Practical effects for the most part. The majority of TARS on screen is a guy puppeteering tars oh that's cool for a big chunk of it not all of it but a big chunk of it um, it was it was giving um r2d2 yeah <laughs> um all the the corn field that they mm-hmm. drove through they planted that for the movie like oh, they planted cool. fields of corn to do that and i think what when they were done i think it either i don't know if it got i think it got sold for profit i think that don't quote me on that part. By the th- way, what were they chasing in that scene? Oh yeah, there was a there was a drone. Yeah, a drone from uh, I think it was from uh, India. Um, had like it was basically on autopilot when it got put up in the air, and those things are designed to you know recharge themselves with solar power and just stay basically stay up in the air forever. And uh, the anomaly that was created. When they, when the people, when the the future people, you know, made created that created the dimension, right? 
or however you want to describe it, right? When that happened, it created a, the the anomaly that attracted that drone to that location. Okay. Just like, you know, it's up there looking for stuff. It gets this signal, heads towards the signal. But why were they chasing it? Because it had parts on it that they could use for the farm. Like the oh, net, like the, okay. the computer on board, he wanted to repurpose it for all the farming equipment. Sure. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, fun fact number two, three, fun fact number three, they, the black hole, um, they wanted to be as authentic as possible. So when they were like all the theory behind black current theory behind black holes was put into designing that 3d simulation Mm -hmm. and it's, uh, and again, I'm not reading off of anything and. So don't quote me exactly, but this is the gist that that is the most uh, current. The, currently, that's the most accurate representation of what a black hole, what our understanding of a black hole is. Okay. And that um, there had been, have been since then advancements in the studies based around this simulation that they made for this movie. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, that is cool. I mean, that's, yeah, more of a round of applause for the like editing effects team. right the people yeah right all the people Production in charge team. of creating that <laughs> yeah shenanigans but um is there more uh i don't think so i saw this movie won an oscar for best visual effects as it deserved mm-hmm. like you just said um i did forget i had one more thing that i saw on tiktok today because of course it heard that I was watching Interstellar, <laughs> so I got stuff about Interstellar. Uh, have you heard the alternate ending theory? Nope. Okay, so there's a scene, the scene where they find out that, like, the whole plan is a sham. Mm-hmm. Dr. Mann says something, or no. That might be a different scene. Might be in a different scene. Oh, it's in the scene where Dr. Mann's, like, trying to kill Cooper. Okay. And he says, like, they say, like, before you die, like, you'll see your children. And he's like, do you see them? And, you know, whatever. The theory is that, like, he actually, like, died in that black hole. And that him, like, floating in space was just, like, his dead body. And the only reason he saw his daughter at the end was him actually, like, dying. That seems kind of tenuous, but I just thought I would bring it up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm not the I think I wouldn't buy into that just because his reaction to the space station. Like it was definitely a wonder in like a sense there was a sense of wonder and kind of like true curiosity around the space station, whereas I don't like I think if it was something created in his kind of his last moment yeah, you know, subconscious, I don't y- think it would have been right. That way. It, but it it is interesting that right, they had right. that quote in there, you know, because mm-hmm. like then why would why would he say that? It just feels kind of random. Yeah, but I am really excited from a favorite quote because I have two good ones. Okay, finally. Okay. So should I start? Yeah, go them? for it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I actually rewound. Rewound. Rewinded the movie to hear this again, to write it down. So the first one 
that was really funny, not the one I reminded for, but it was funny, was in the parent-teacher conference when he says, like, like Cooper's like, how much, like, what are the measurements for your clothing or your pants or something? And he's like, you're telling me it takes two numbers to measure your ass, but only one to measure my son's future. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was funny. Um, and the only like the only like normal part of the whole movie, like right. with the, just like a parent, a mundane well, like, parent teacher. Right. And in that and in that same scene, the part where he's like uh, when they're like, what do you think? What do we what should we do with Murph? And he's like, uh, I think I'll take her to a baseball game. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. Baseball or something like that. Yeah. I, th- yeah. Okay. Um. So here's my my deep quote. Because remember, still like to this day, like one of my favorite quotes that you ever brought up on the podcast was from mm-hmm. Thoroughbreds. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can just read my mind. You already knew what I was talking about. Yeah. But this is, I feel like, is on that like kind of level. Okay. So Matt Damon says in that scene that I was talking about earlier, where they figure everything out, and he says basically like, how would you get people to you know, like, go on this mission if they didn't have loved ones or if they didn't think they were going to save their loved ones. And he says, we can care deeply, selflessly about those we know, but that empathy barrier, barriers, I think I typed this wrong, but that empathy does not extend past our line of sight. And it just, I don't know, it just, like, hit me. I know I fucked it up while I was retelling it, but, like, I just thought it was really good because it's such a good point that, like, basically, I bet that happens so often. Like, people empathy, are just empathy, em- empathy way or like wanes when it's not something that you're seeing every day, right? And it's just like, how often are people manipulated to do something that they wouldn't normally do because it's sold that like this is for somebody you care about or like to save some because. Think about it. Like, even when people choose, like, a career, like, if it's like, oh, I want to be a doctor or I want to be a nurse, it's it might be inspired by, like, your family member having a disease mm-hmm. or, like, I have a friend who, like, wants to be, like, a physical therapist because when she was younger, she had to do physical therapy all the time for, like, a illness mm-hmm. that she had. So it's like, we're, we make our decisions based on our experiences and the people we care about. And I don't know. It's just, like... It just makes me wonder how many times, like, the government or just people in life have, like, lied to get people to do things that they wouldn't normally do because they know they can manipulate their empathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Happens all the time, unfortunately. Okay. What are yours? Come on. Bring us home. <laughs> so, I think my favorite one, and it's only my favorite one after watching the movie multiple times. Like had I watched it, watched it the first. If we had this, if we did the same podcast and I hadn't seen it before, I this wouldn't have been it because I wouldn't have thought of, I wouldn't have been paying attention to it mm-hmm. or like made the connection to it. But he says, he said when he's talking to Murph before he leaves, and he's trying to comfort her, he says the, um. It says, uh, I I think I'm reading this correctly. He says, once you're a parent, you're the ghost of your children's future. Who says that? Uh, Cooper says it to Murph. Oh, okay. Basically saying that, like, I've done my, basically done my job. Like, yeah. it's uh, like you're, like, 
what I it's up to you like whatever you do is your future or whatever yeah but the the it's in this in the context context of this movie it's kind of funny because it's for sure it's a double meaning because when he's like if you think about it literally in the mo in that moment uh you're the ghost of your children's future so she had a ghost that was talking to her and teaching her telling her to do all this stuff Mm -hmm. he's literally that ghost yeah so like it it takes it takes a different meaning from that quote right or right. from that what he says it it basically i don't know if it was in there to, meant meant to do it but it kind of hints at hints at what's going on yeah 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 that's good i like that one um i did not give spin off or kill off any thought so it's kind of hard to kill anyone off because, like, either they died anyway or they're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> because of the way this movie is set up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this this is another one of those that's a real neat package that yeah. doesn't really need any... Edits. Any edits, any further... Any further explanation, any further... Uh, exploration yeah because it feels like the obvious answer is you would just the spinoff you would just want the story to keep going to see like does he get to her but that would last like 10 minutes right i think (laughs) right i think the idea is that they're so well equipped now they're gonna be fine they're gonna be fine obviously obviously because they go on become fifth dimensional beings yeah exactly yeah so it you know everything but as soon as right as soon as he's in that you know that space that construct constructed space it's from then on you like you know or you should be able to know that it's all it's all good yeah so that like that feels like the potentially or like i guess maybe filling like another option could be like filling in the gap of like Well, no, never mind. I was going to say how they, like, like that whole space station community world got created, but who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, they, they figured out the hard problem. The other stuff was easy. Yeah. Um, I guess if I had to pick Kill Off, I would probably say Tom, the brother. Like, I know he served a bit of a purpose, but meh. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of those, yeah, it's one of those things where I think the idea is that it's supposed to be the the contrast or like how the evolution of how he viewed his father, right? Yeah. Like it, he looked up to him so much and then once he became a father and then, you know, his son died and like all, I think perspective started to change and then. Yeah. But I mean, probably not that important. Out of everything, probably the least important. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I that's like just me trying to pick an answer. I right, don't right. feel strongly about right, it. Right, right. Yeah, I would agree. This one we don't really have a solid answer because of um it was a well packaged movie. I didn't feel like I was wanting more out of the movie, nor did I feel like it didn't answer. I feel like if I didn't get any, if you didn't get all the answers from watching it, rewatch it because I'm sure they're in there. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
So, it's it's one that it's one of those things that you pick up on you pick up on things after watching it a couple more times because you have a different context. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I just have to say this because I never said in the beginning why I picked this movie. So <laughs> my friend's gonna die when she listens to this. So the reason I heard about this movie is because uh her ex-boyfriend said it was like his favorite movie okay Mm -hmm. and i thought that you know like oh that's i'll watch it because like he recommended it and i've heard good things about it and it just never got picked and now it gets picked and they're no longer together Mm -hmm. and i asked her i was like can i say that like i got inspired Mm -hmm. by him to pick and she's like oh yeah that's fine but he was listening to our podcast but not anymore because now i'm blocked so (laughs) and i for the record i didn't do anything but (laughs) anyway um so it just is like uh, unfortunately like it would be nice to talk to somebody who is i mean obviously you're a big fan so it's fine but like Mm -hmm. it would have been cool to talk to the person who like really liked and introduced me to the movie Mm -hmm. but that ship sailed Mm -hmm. so Unless you want to make your way to the Instagram page and comment on it there. You yeah, can do that. yeah. Feel free to do Communicate that. Communicate with us. But that's <laughs> that's the unfortunate reality of why I picked this movie. I had never heard of it until he told me about it. But, I mean, thanks. It's a, it right. a good pick. I mean, that's the thing about things like this is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, like, where you heard about it from because it's it in and of itself it has no connection to that. Yeah, and you gave us content, so... <laughs> Yeah, I think this. I'm pretty sure Interstellar is on my notepad here. Hmm. Um, I know if yeah. if I hadn't heard it from him, I would have heard it from you. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I just had to add that because I told her I would. So. All right. Shout out. Not to him, to her. <laughs> but now we're gonna get into our movie picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Colton gets to add a new pick. Yeah. So. Before I do. Just one little observation that I'm sure, I can't be sure, but an observation I made, or that is easy to make. Um, Take out, take the Goonies out. Mm -hmm. Contact Donnie Darko and um, Interstellar all have a direct (laughs) line of contact with each other. Yeah, like a theme. Right. Well, just people, right? So in contact, in contact... Uh, the actress that plays um, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster's younger version is in. She's in Donnie Darko. She's the love interest in Donnie Darko, and then Matthew McConaughey in Contact Interstellar. So they they I, I can't say that. So cool. So the connection to Donnie Darko and Interstellar is through Contact. Got it. So it's like Got a, a U shape or yeah. like a, you know what I mean. Well, and they've all kind of been in the same vein, too. Like, clearly those actors like those type of movies. Right. They like the sci-fi. It's, um... Well, too, it's kind of... I mean, it's fun to play that game, too, right? Where, uh, I think the theory is called Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. What? <laughs> You've never heard of this? No. Um... I don't even know who Kevin Bacon is. Footloose? I've never seen that. That uh, actually was on my potential list for the podcast, but I think you would not appreciate that. One. Yeah, it's I'm not a big fan of <laughs> I know the song. <laughs> uh I'm showing her a picture of Kevin Bacon. Oh, okay. But the idea is um it's just a game you can play 
where you can choose any actor and within six films you can get yourself to Kevin Bacon. Oh. So like if we wanted to do if we wanted to do in the context of the movies we've watched uh Anne Hathaway mm-hmm. um um actually that I'm just trying to think of one a way I could do it. To remove Kevin Bacon from the equation, and let's go Anne Hathaway and the actress that played young Jodie Foster. Yeah. Okay? So you'd go, you know, you'd go Interstellar to Contact because Matthew McConaughey is in Interstellar yeah. and Contact, and then from Contact to Donnie Darko. Yeah. Well, no, it's straight into Contact. That's stupid. That's a stupid example, but you get what I mean. <laughs> I, I I messed up the example, but has Kevin Bacon been in that much that people think that? Um. Well, I think it's just kind of it's kind of like or is it any actor and he just became the the face of this the slogan or not the slogan the phrase um here I just pull up the Wikipedia and figure out <laughs> bacon's law challenge each other to arbitrarily choose an actor then connect them to another actor via film oh so it doesn't have to America, be just uh let's see. Repeating this process to find the shortest path that ultimately leads to Kevin Bacon. So, oh, apparently a couple of years ago, he has a podcast based on the name, based around that kind <laughs> of the name of it. That's funny. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think I don't think it's necessarily. I don't. Th- I. I'm not going to dig any deeper. But I think the idea is it's just, it's just kind of like that random pick. Like he's been in a bunch of stuff, and you can get to him from anywhere. Sure. Which uh, again, I'm sure it wouldn't be too hard. Like, especially when you start getting to when you start. Obviously, the older he gets too, and the more he's in it as he gets older, it makes it easier and easier. But like, I'm sure he shares a movie with somebody in this movie in in Interstellar. I'm sure he's like direct, like for sure, a hundred percent movie just with one of them. Yeah. So I don't think it would be particularly hard in that case, but you get the idea. You get what I'm saying. It's kind of, we kind of got that going on a little bit of that going on with some of the movies we've been picking, but yes, huge, that huge, makes sense. huge digression. But, <laughs> um, no, that's cool. Okay. So last time, and again, I don't, I, I think you said I did. I think you said I did, but I don't remember for sure if I, said it on the podcast or not but uh we were talking uh after watching donnie darko about how carla hadn't seen um movies with jake gyllenhaal outside of spider-man and her kind of first run-in with jake gyllenhaal was the drama around taylor swift (laughs) and so i said what i would do is since i got since i get to make the pick uh for this week um that i would Put a Jake Gyllenhaal movie on there. Okay. Um, Is it Southpaw? No, it's not Southpaw. I don't want to do that one. That's just the only... I know he did that one, and he wasn't in a movie about an ambulance recently. Yeah, it was called Ambulance. Okay, I thought so, <laughs> but I didn't want to sound stupid if so, I was wrong. So the movies I'm thinking about putting on there, I've seen. Okay. And honestly, there's four different options that I want to pick. And they're all very different movies, like very different, like no way to connect them really in any genre, except maybe two of them could be considered thrillers. Okay. Um, I guess the question I have for you 
is do you want to stay on this kind of like timey time like time ish thing you want to get off of that i want to get off that. okay so that takes off one option okay nothing's wrong with it i just want something new yep that's fair um okay do you want like a like a dark like crime movie oh both of them are two of them are kind of dark crime movies you know what i mean what do i get besides dark crime um, I, f- I feel really dumb because they're all kind of crime movies now that I think about okay, it. Okay, that's fine. Um, based on a true story is an option. Um, he plays a creepy guy or he plays the kind of dark and brooding detective. Do you want dark and brooding detective? Do you want creepy psycho? Or do you want Timid Writer? Timid Writer? Yeah. Yeah, which one? Is that based on a true story? Yep. That one? Yep. Well, I was going to say based on a true story, but now that you're Timid Writer, I don't want to do that one. It's one of my favorite movies, if that makes, <laughs> okay, makes it harder. Okay, let's go with that one. Ooh, but what about the other ones? <laughs> Just pick the one you want. Okay. Let's go... I haven't seen it in a while, and I, that's why I want to. That's why now I'm deciding I want to. I want to pick it. Prisoners. Okay. I think it's currently on Netflix. Is a timid writer in that? No, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, the other options, I'll I'll just tell you what they were. They might find their way on the list eventually, but probably not this chunk of movies. Okay. Um, Nightcrawler is one of them. He plays like this kind of creepy weirdo dude who starts a or like uh, starts. A career in like video like i don't know video journalism is not the right way to do it like he he goes he goes to accents and crime scenes and videotapes them and to sell them to the news okay um that's kind of cool well i mean that's kind of horrible but interesting (laughs) somebody somebody like people do that right i know it just that one's very intense that one's got a little bit of a connection to twister because um um um, uh, I feel really bad the for female not actress? Nope. Oh. Um. Gosh, I feel really terrible not remembering. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Nope. Uh, a uh, Bill Paxton, the main oh, character. Oh. Yeah. In Twister, he's in um Nightcrawler. Got it. Uh, and the other one is Zodiac. Oh, which, you've mentioned that one yeah, before. Yeah, okay. So, but prisoners. Okay. Prisoners, it is. So, um, just to recap, what we've got, um. Uh, Last week, Carla added American Sniper. Um, the week that title just sounds like rough. Yeah, I'm, that movie's gonna be crazy. Okay. Um, I added uh, the week before that. I believe there will be blood. Um, another one of my picks we have is Nope. Uh, one of Carla's picks, The Impossible. Uh, one of my picks, Signs, and then new on the wheel this week, Prisoners. Okay. Um. Just another quick thing before we spin. Um, I thought about putting a, I thought about putting a Jake Gyllenhaal war movie on that was kind of in. I don't know if it's necessarily in the same vein as American Sniper, but another like modern military m- movie that's not about the fighting. Sure. Um, Jarhead. That's okay. like that's like one of I. It's like one of his other bigger movies from back. 
back a ways. It's just basically about uh, people who were de- deployed and just kind of how boring it was for most people. Okay. Like most, not, I can't say most people. I shouldn't say most people. There were plenty of people who were getting deployed to these places to do a job. But when they got there, they were basically waiting for orders the entire time they were there, mm. sort of thing. But that that's a really good one, too. But it doesn't matter. It's not on the wheel. Okay. I got to spin last time, so it's your okay. turn. There's the phone. We can get to spin and just let me know. Um, yeah. I guess quick, um, before we spin, uh, we spin uh, this wheel every week to decide the next one. When we do that, we record a video of it and we post it um, each week that we post a new episode. We will post the next week's uh, movie via the wheel spin. Uh, you can find a, find that on our Instagram page, uh, mm-hmm. Twist Turns and One Liners. All one word. All one word. Um, that's the best place. Uh, Twitter is out there as well, T-T-O-L pod. Um, but uh, you'll get the best, most up-to-date information from Instagram. Yeah. That's where we post the wheel spins. It's a little harder to do that on Twitter. Uh, always looking for feedback, so feel free to comment on those posts. Send us, send us DMs on Instagram. Uh, our Gmail's posted there, too. Uh, yep. Whatever works. We're looking for some feedback. Yep. So uh, without further ado, I'll take a spin. Give a good Prisoners got picked. It doubled back. It doubled back three spaces. I was, you know, I was getting really excited because it almost clicked over to Nope. Yeah, it was. It was one click away from Nope, and then it pushed back three spaces to Prisoners. But okay, you know how in that movie there was a ghost from the fifth dimension. (laughs) Maybe there's a ghost from the fifth dimension fucking with us with this. That was so weird. Yeah, it literally looked like it was gonna stop on the impossible. I mean, you guys will see it in the video, and it looks like someone like literally pulled it back. Yeah, it's there's a there's a weird lack of uh, balance to this wheel. It's a little lopsided to where. Like is it the it, table? I think what it is is the it's the clicker. The clicker was just about to click to nope, and since it didn't, it pushed back against the wheel and okay. kind of sprung it back the other direction. I hate watching a movie that we just picked. Yeah, but you know, but it's it's, it's fine. It's kind of how she goes, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.